0: We're also going to have a baptismal service. That service starts at 10. If you'd like to be baptized, uh, go to the information kiosk, sign up, and it's just going to be great. We are just looking forward to bringing in an incredible new year. I'm really excited about the new year. Every time I pray about it, God's just talking to me about an incredible year that he's bringing. It really is going to be the greatest year you've ever had. If you'll just press into what God's telling us to do, walk in agreement with his word, You're going to be a living demonstration of the manifested glory of God in this community. And I tell you what, I think it's awesome that we have the right and the opportunity to hook up with that and just be all that God's called us to be. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm blessed. Amen. You know, the word blessed means positioned to win or succeed in any given situation. Amen. You've been positioned to win. How many of you guys would love to have great breakthrough, great victory in your life? Amen. Well, great victory demands great battle. Can't have great victory with itty-bitty battle. So, you know, when things are looking bad, you shouldn't be all depressed. That you, you know, worry is getting in agreement with the negative and with the enemy and expecting what he's saying is going to come to pass. But faith is agreeing with God and believing and expecting that what he said is going to come to pass. Man, the just shall live by faith faith. Don't be worried. Don't be upset. Don't get nervous. Get excited. God's about ready to show up in your house. Amen. Amen. If you're here today, you don't own a Bible, hold your hand up. The ushers will bring you one. It's our gift to you. want to make sure you've got a copy of the Word of God. want to encourage you, get in the Word, study the Word, know the Word, find some way every week to be uh, memorizing Scripture, applying the Word of God. I'm telling you, the power of God can be released in your life through the Word. You got to have the word. David said, that word have I hid in my heart that I won't wander off the trail, won't miss the mark. And and you know what? It's hard to uh, count on word that's in your heart if you haven't put it there. So somebody's got to put it there. Your mama ain't going to do it for you. You got to do it yourself. Amen. Got to get your big boy pants on. Get in the word of God. Come on, guys. Let's be men of God that know the word, live the word, demonstrate the word. Amen. You got your Bible with you today. Let's stand up together one more time make a confession together. Hold your Bible up. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind and a teachable spirit from this moment forward. I will never be the same. Shout it out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise. Amen. How many glad God's on your side? Amen. He's on your side. Even on a snowy Sunday. Amen. Even when when it don't feel like it, he's there. I said he's there. He's, He's for you. He's not against you. He's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. God's got an incredible plan for your life. You know, if we just learned to trust God, we'd end up living the life we've been called to live. We just got to trust God. You know, I guess it's finally come down to this. We're just going to have to trust God. Right? You you know, isn't it funny that sometimes when when stuff's out of control and the world's spinning around, people come to you and they'll say, you know, we've tried everything. Will you pray? You know, that's our last resort. You know, we kind of need to have a paradigm shift, don't we? And, And let's go to God first. Hey, man, I'm telling you, it would change everything in your world if you just take the Word of God and apply it. And uh, it's crazy, the, the, the challenges that people deal with when they come for help, it, all they need is the Word. I know a lot of people are praying for more power. Oh, I just need more power. You don't need more power. You've got enough power right now, you could blow the lips off the front of your face. If God gave you any more power, you, you'd be, you know, it's crazy. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is now alive and well inside of you. You've got the power. You, you don't need power. You, you need the word. You need the gospel. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to open prison doors, set the captives free, mend up the brokenhearted, preach the gospel to the poor. You know, what do people in bondage need? Well, they need some freedom, right? What does somebody with a broken heart needs? He needs his heart restored. What does somebody who is poor, and the word poor, all that means is experiencing lack. It, it, are there areas in your life where lack is present? Are there some things you could use? Well, that means that you are in that position, so now you qualify, you're poor. Okay? I, I, none of us want to jump up and say, hey, I'm poor. But if you've got lack in your life, he said, I've come that, to preach the gospel to the poor. You know, the best thing you can give to the poor, to somebody who's in need, is the gospel. Man, if you take the Word of God and apply it to your life, you can eradicate lack in every arena of your life. Thank you for that crazy response right there. Uh, Man, you guys are excited. Calm down. It is is, uh, amazing what the Word of God will do if you'll just apply it. And it's amazing how many people will get upset when you try to share the Word with them concerning their situation. Look, I came here for help. I don't need somebody to preach to me. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the first statement of stupidity. Yeah, you need somebody to preach to you. You need somebody to tell you the truth. You need somebody to give you the word of God. No, I, I need some comfort. Okay, but that you shouldn't need 25 years of comfort. Why, why don't you experience 25 years of freedom and victory? Oh, come on, somebody. Well, I I need a miracle. Yes, you do. (laughs) And you can have one, but you cannot have a miracle that has any lasting result if you're unwilling to participate in it. Let me just say that again. You can't have a miracle unless you're willing to participate. But if you're willing to participate, you can have a miracle right now in any area of your life that you want. Well, that's all I got. Let's pray. You can have a miracle. And some of you desperately need one. So let's go get it. Let's release the power of God. The power of God's working in my life. Amen? Look at your neighbor and tell them, the power of God's working in my life. Guys, this is Snow Sunday, Okay? yeah i've talked to two or three pastors this morning they're all depressed (laughs) it's like what is it six degrees in spokane or something and and sharky he's he's actually in a hole so it's even colder and and you know what you need a miracle snow doesn't stop the miraculous from operating in your life amen it it, is a great day to get a miracle because it's just you and me today we're, we're making a tape for people who couldn't make it, okay? They can have their miracle later. You can have yours now. Oh, come on. The power of God's working in your life. I know sometimes we, we like to think that the choices we've made in the past and the, and the mistakes we've made have been so crazy and so ridiculous that heaven is totally confused. God don't know what to do. Well, that's not true. Well, yeah, but I, I, I've done all of these things, and I've created all this stuff, and I guess I'm just going to have to settle in here. No, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Man, God knows exactly what's going on in your world, and you have not done so much that his hand cannot reach you. Matter of fact, if you believe the Bible, it says that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to His purpose. I got a question: Do you love God? Do you love God? Then He's causing all things to work together for your good. The Bible goes on; it says, "I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him." Oh, if you love him, he's prepared some things, prepared, made ready in advance. God knew where you were going to wind up, and he went ahead of you and put there exactly what you need so that you could be positioned to win and succeed, even in the situation you created. God God talked to you in your mama's belly. You were there nine months spending time with the Holy Ghost before you were even born, and he knew you were going to mess up. So he prepared some things so that when you got there, see, the enemy, if he can distract you, if he can get you to take your eyes off the promise and put it over here onto the problem, he knows that he can cause you to go through life missing all the provision that God has made ready for you. I got news for you. I've decided to get my eyes open. I said I've decided to get my eyes open. I want to see what God needs me to see so I can have what God has prepared. At some point in your life, you ought to get frustrated enough and just say, you know what, I want my stuff. If God has prepared stuff for me, I want my stuff. I want what God has made ready so I can live the life I'm supposed to live. If you'll just trust God, you'll live the life you're supposed to live. You know what's crazy about it is it won't even be just you. It'll also be your entire house is going to impact you know what god's doing in you ain't just about you a lot of times people get this idea that well you know uh you know that they have their own private thing going with god there ain't no such thing because god has never gifted a man with the intended use of that man you know, it, God, God doesn't give gifts and talents and even anointing. He, does, he just doesn't do it with the intended use of, for that individual. You, you know, uh, we would not go all across the countryside. You know, when Benny Hinn's rolling through town, thousands of people gather to get into a, a room where he's ministering and, and, and that uh, healing's operating. He, you know, they don't go there to watch Benny Hinn pray for himself. Okay, let's go home. No, that, no, they go there because that thing's going to flow through him. What God's wanting to do in you, if we could just wrap our mind around this reality, that what God's wanting to do in you, it's not really just about you. What God's wanting to do at the garden, it's not just about us, it's about our community. It's about this region of thousands of lives God's wanting to influence and impact. If we would just connect with Him and do what He's called us to do, amen? We could have miracles. Do you believe in miracles? You know, isn't, isn't that what Christmas is all about? The miracle of Christmas. You know, I know, I know it can be frustrating for a believer, you know, to get all messed up mentally and you know, all, all, you know, kind of just agitated and thinking that society out here that's trying to take Christ out of Christmas, yet before they put their pumpkins away, they got the Christmas stuff on the shelves. I think It's awesome that our society has decided to celebrate Christmas 11 months out of the year. You think all they want is your money, and I, and I look at it this way. It's just that many more opportunities for the believer to manifest glory. Demonstrate what it really is. Well, they're mistaken. They don't know what Christmas is about. Are you sure you do? You know, we get together and sit around the table and sip coffee and and talk about what does Christmas mean to you? Well, if you're wrong, who cares? You know, if if we're missing the point, then we don't care what we think. What is Christmas? It is the birth of your future. Without the Christ child, there was no hope for mankind, but he came to reconnect us to the hope of our future. Sounds like Jeremiah 29, 11 to me, but I don't want to bring that up. It sounds to me like that people that didn't have hope, God was going to give them hope. People that didn't know life, he was going to give them an opportunity for life. That Christmas is the birth of your future, and you don't have to celebrate that one day a year. That ought to be every day of your life that you've made room for Christmas. You know, earlier we talked, it just receiving the offering about a little widow that, 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 gave uh, you know the last thing that apparently that she had uh, to get an agreement with what she had agreed to do she had to make room for that miracle do you realize that it was it was tremendous years uh wasn't it years that went by where they where it didn't rain i could have my story all wrong never believe me read your own bible okay first king 17 it was like 100 years or something like that no it wasn't but uh uh the entire time She had everything she needed because of one act of obedience. But without that act of obedience, she wouldn't have had her miracle. Do you realize you're only one action away from incredible miraculous breakthrough? The enemy is always telling you that you're going under. You're just about ready to lose it. The family's falling apart. They never come back together. Business is going down. The stock market's crashed. You might as well go and, you know, just give up. No, you're only one action away from great breakthrough, miraculous power operating in your life. But you've got to make room for Christmas. Look at your neighbor say, make room for Christmas. I want you to open your Bible, go to Matthew chapter 1. We're going to put this on the screen here from the Amplified. Matthew verse 18, chapter 1. It says, now... The birth of Jesus Christ took place under these circumstances. When his mother Mary had been promised in marriage to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 19. We'll just read through these and then go back. Her promised husband Joseph, being a just and upright man and not willing to expose her publicly to shame and disgrace her, decided to repudiate and dismiss, divorce her quietly and secretly. Verse 20 says that as he was thinking this over, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David, do "Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of, from, and out of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son. You'll call his name Jesus, the Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua, which means Savior. And he will save his people from their sins, that is, prevent them from failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. All this took place that it might be fulfilled, which the Lord had spoken through the prophet. And the prophet said, Behold, the virgin shall come pregnant and give birth to a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which when translated means God with us. And Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and he took her to his side as his wife. Now go back to verse 18, and let's just break this down a little bit. I think there's some key things here in the life of Joseph and in the character of Joseph that caused him to make room for christmas okay now remember the end result is always connected to character characteristics are always tied to an end result characteristics are always the result of habits habits are simply actions that have been performed consistently those actions are choices that have been made because of an emotional state which is developed by your thought process which all stems out of the word you hear okay so words turn into thoughts thoughts turn into emotion emotions make your choices your choices determine your actions consistent actions create habits habits determine your character character determines your final outcome so joseph is a guy we can look at here's a guy that made incredible room for christmas you want to make room for christmas let's look at the characteristics he had and let's develop them ourselves. then we'll be making room for the miraculous every day in our life amen It says the birth of Jesus took place under these circumstances. It's important to understand that if if this wasn't important, it wouldn't be in the book. So it's in the book. So it's important that we understand the circumstances of the birth of Jesus. When his mother Mary had been promised in marriage to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say great faith. You know, you're going to have to have some great faith to understand the pregnant virgin, okay? It's going to take some great faith. And through the the power of the Holy Spirit, trust me, God can birth a miracle in your life. Amen? I said God can birth a miracle in your life. Look, Look at verse 19. Her promised husband Joseph, being a just and upright man and not willing to expose her publicly and to shame and disgrace her, decided to put her away. Okay, now get the picture. Joe has a fiance, Mary. He spends time with Mary and begins to notice Mary is pregnant. Joe is not happy. All right? Not happy. Everybody say, not happy. happy. He must not have known, tis the season to be jolly. (laughs) Fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. He, he, he's upset, and every time he sees her, he hears the word pregnant virgin screaming in his head. He hears her excuse. The Holy Spirit did this to me. Right. Sure he did. So now, not only is pregnant virgin screaming in his mind, but he's thinking this chick is nuts. Hello? Hello? She's been watching too much TBN. The Holy Spirit did it to me. Notice here, he's a good guy. He's a great man. He, he doesn't want to expose her publicly or to shame and disgrace her, but he has decided to dismiss her quietly. He has made a decision. you you got to understand this. This is crazy. He's made a decision. A decision he's already made up his mind okay I am getting out of this mess how many times have you found yourself in a situation where it didn't take you long to make the decision I'm gonna make some changes I'm getting out of this there might even have been a voice or two that said hey this is God and you went sure it is <laughs> right I've made a decision. Joe's made a decision. Look at verse 20. But as he was thinking this over, trust me, he was thinking this over. Matter of fact, I think it should read this way. And as he was thinking this over and over and over and over, it was all that was on his mind. As he was thinking this over, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Now, here's the first characteristic that I think we need to grab hold of is that even though life is a chaotic mess, he has enough peace to rest. You know, if you're going to get the same end result that Joe's getting, you got to have the same character that he's got, which means you have to have the same habits, which means you you got some actions to take and which means some choices have to be made. There, there are moments in life when it's so crazy you need to make the choice to relax. You're never going to make great, wisdom-based decisions when you're freaked out mentally. When you're emotionally, you are messed up. It, that is not the time to make a life-changing decision. You just need to chill out. Breathe. Say law. Pause and calmly think about that. He had enough peace to rest. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and began to speak to him. Joseph descended to David. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. She's telling you the truth. Here's a second characteristic I think that's very important that we see. One, he has enough peace to rest. And two, he has enough sense to rest. To listen. You know, it's hard to listen, especially when the voice that you're listening to isn't in agreement with the decision you've already made. I, I got to tell you something, guys, this is huge. I don't have any trouble at all hearing God when he agrees with me. I get out my own white hanky. Have church. But when he's telling me stuff I don't want to hear, get thee behind me. That can't be God. Joe has peace to rest and sense to listen. God talking to him and disagreeing with him. But he's still listening. Are you still listening? Then we need to ask ourselves, can I still hear God? I talk to people every week. They never hear God. I don't know how to hear God. Isn't that kind of scary? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. I wonder why he said that. Do you think he had talking lambs? Now you talk about us. You you can hear me talk through. You you can hear God talk through His Word and through through the Spirit and through other people. You can hear God talk. Are you still listening, or have you made up your mind? You, You know, in church, especially in our society, and and. You know, it's kind of my job, so I, I study the current condition of our society and where the church is. And, and, and you know, really, the church is filled with, with, with great people that fall into two categories. And one of them is, is in, my, in my opinion, one of the categories is consumers. We go to church, consumerism is, is very prevalent. In the congregations of American churches. Because we go to get stuff. If we're not careful, we're just consumers. If we don't like the music, we go somewhere where we like it. Why? Well, because we're looking for what we want. If if we don't like the the word, well, we're going to go somewhere where they teach what we like. Why? We're consumers. There's another group. I, I call them the consumed. They're just consumed with passion for God. And when change needs to occur, they can make it happen. Because they want more of God. They're consumed by God. got to make sure that you're not just a consumer. You don't just come to get your free bottle of water and a cup of coffee. Hello? Hello? Don't, don't, don't be upset with the water people when they don't want you to tackle them as they come up the side aisle. Let them get all the way up here. You know, don't, don't just be a consumer. Get consumed with passion for God. I think one of the greatest ways to do that is to make sure that you're open and that you listen to God. Well, people who talk to God make me nervous. Well, people who don't talk to God make me nervous. It's the people who don't talk to God who usually call us in the middle of the night. Can you hear him? You know, God's trying to direct your life. He's trying to, trying to bring insight and revelation and, and strength to your life. Paul said, I'm ready for anything and equal to everything that comes my way through Christ, who's infusing me with an inner strength. God's trying to work in your life. You've got to listen. You've got to know his voice. Now, as he was thinking this over, and the angel of the Lord appears to him and begins to talk, don't be afraid, for that which is conceived of her is from and out of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 21. She's going to bear a son. You're going to call his name Jesus, which is Joshua, which means Savior. Listen to what's going to happen. He's going to save his people from their sins. That is, I I love this. He's going to prevent them from failing and missing the true end. Reminds me of proverbs 14 12. There's a way that seemeth right unto man But the ends thereof are the ways of death See we get so focused on the way that we mess up the end if we just focus on the end and let god direct our way We'd have the correct end you'd end up in the right place But you have to hear god in order for him to direct your way And he said jesus is coming To prevent you and me from failing from missing the true end the true scope of life god he's coming to reconnect people with the hope of a future christmas is about the birth of your future it's the dream that god's created you and wired you and equipped you for look at verse 22 all this took place that it might be fulfilled you know just just a thought much of what's occurred in your life, much of it has taken place so that it might be fulfilled. That what God spoke over you, when you were being formed, Isaiah said that in, in your mother's womb, he called you by your name. Well, a lot of, in life has occurred that it might be fulfilled. I know there's things that you wish didn't happen. You know, I can look back and I see things that have happened and and I wish it hadn't and I can see things that that I said I wish I had never said. I'm just talking about today. There were, you know, actions that I performed that I wish I had, but yet God is still using all those things. That it might be fulfilled. Can can I just encourage you today that the thing that has you so broken and depressed might be the thing God's going to use to catapult you to a new level of victory. All this took place that it might be fulfilled. I'll tell you what, you spend some time and think and study that out and you'll probably have a great perspective change take place in your life. God can use all that mess to set up the future of all mankind. And in your situation, he could probably figure out a way to make it work. All this took place that it might be fulfilled. Look at verse 23. Behold, the virgin's going to come pregnant and give birth to a son. They're going to call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And verse 24. Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep. Then Joseph. Everybody say then. Then. You know, it's really cool. Go go do a a study sometime. Study all the thens in the Bible. There's some great thens. Jonah had a then. First three words of the second chapter of the book of Jonah. Then Jonah prayed. I bet he did too. You know, he's been swallowed up by a great fish. I don't want to get too far off track here, but I, I love the story of Jonah. God prepared a great fish for Jonah. Isn't it funny that God prepared a great fish for Jonah, but he didn't prepare Jonah for a great fish? He said he was crying from the belly of hell. Seaweed wrapped around his head. Yes, he There are people in the room going through hell right now. You know how we know? We, you got seaweed wrapped around your head. <laughs> then Jonah prayed, and when he did, what happened? Everything changed. His attitude changed. Then Joseph woke up. You know, maybe you and I need a then. Maybe it's time for us to wake up. Maybe it's time for us to just be aroused from our sleep. Be aroused from our sleep. Maybe you've been at slumber too long. Maybe you've been sleeping through life. Just, you know, you're so busy that you don't even realize what God's doing haven't even seen it. You, you're trying to build a house and create a business, get to work on time, trying to raise your children. You, you're not even certain what God's plan really is. Maybe it's time we wake up. God's doing a lot more than just that. He was aroused from his sleep, and he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him. He, he had enough peace to rest, enough sense to listen, and enough courage to obey. Here's a third characteristic we need to get. Courage to obey. You know, obeying God ain't for sissies. Don't you have friends that in their communication with you, you try to get them to God, you try to get them just to come to church and they act like church is for sissies. I'd like to see them do it for six months. Walking with God is not for the weak-hearted. You know, there's 365 fear-nots in the Bible. Fear not or be not dismayed. or You know, 365 times when God tells you really what he's saying is it's going to be scary. I mean, you, you do understand that that's the only reason they'd say fear not. The other side of that coin is it's going to get scary. To walk in obedience is not for the weak at heart. I mean, think about the widow. Do what you said you're going to do, but first make me a cake. And she did it. To do what God's telling us to do, man, it's going to take great courage. I remember when Chevy and I first got married, we decided we were going to give God everything. it was easy we didn't have anything i mean we we sat down figured out our bills and our income we had 30 dollars a month left over (laughs) so we decided to sew that remember it was easy 30 bucks shoot it's not enough to do anything with anyway might as well give it away it got a little hairy later on that day when we opened the bill and because shelby had gotten married her school you know, debt needed to be repaid. And you never guess how much they wanted a month. 30 bucks. The problem was is I'd already put that check in the mailbox. It was in, in our house. We had a little, little winding driveway up to the mailbox. And I remember sitting in the house. I'd gone up and, to get the mail, put the check in because we were going to mail $30 a month to Bob and Jeannie Strobel. And I grabbed the mail and put that check in. Put the flag up. Went back to the house. Opened the mail and sat the rest of the day looking out at the mailbox, thinking about going to get that check back. <laughs> There's still time. We can make it to the mailbox. We can get our check back. <laughs> Maybe we didn't hear God, you know. But just doing what God tells you to do, you know, it's going to take some courage. There, at that season in our life, it was easy to give everything, right? Just give it all. What happens when that increase comes? It gets a little bit harder. So you might be under the impression that, that if I just keep doing this, it's going to get easier. No, man. Walking in obedience doesn't get easier. It gets tougher. God starts expecting even more from you. You, get, you. you know why a lot of people don't want to listen to God? Because they've heard him before. Yeah, they heard him last time, and they didn't like that. So now they just say, I don't even hear God. <laughs> yeah, right. Stretching you, making you grow, making you do more. It takes great courage to obey. You know This is just a thought. You really want to do something for God? How about you really prosper and use that for kingdom purpose? How about you just break the power of lack? step into the power of provision and use that for kingdom purposes. You think living for God is for sissies? try that. Just try prospering and using it for the kingdom. You know what happens? You begin to prosper and suddenly you're living in a bigger house, driving a newer car with better shoes. It takes courage to obey God. I, I just want you to understand that Making the choice to rest in the middle of a storm, that ain't easy. Being open to listen to God, that's not simple. Having the courage to obey what he said, that's going to take guts. But it also will position you for the miraculous in your life. It will cause you to make room for Christmas every day i'm talking miracle working power i'm talking breakthrough revival oh i wish god would move liar liar pants on fire i would you know i i i've been you see i grew up in the church i've been in meetings you know uh what we, did, we you know we, we had the tent we traveled we, we, we were in places you know that uh, i I went to a place one time I was going to preach one one sunday night it's kind of funny because there, there it was a denominational church and uh, a friend of ours uh, they, they had a, a family that moved and Down to that area, they started attending this church. That church was going to get a new pastor, and they were taking applications for the pastor. And anybody who put in a a, a, a legitimate application, they were going to bring him in and have him speak. And so they called up this friend of ours, and they said, hey, anybody that puts in an application, they're going to have him come speak. Put in an application. They'll never hire you. Because this guy was pretty radically, you know, Pentecostal. The church wasn't. So he put in the application. They had him come preach. He preached. They really liked it. They hired him. And they had a stipulation. We want some of the stuff that you've got, just not right now. Come in here. Be real calm. Be real quiet. Let's work with us. And let's see if we can't see what will happen in the future. And he agreed and felt it was God. He'd been down there for about six months. He calls me up one day and he says, Tom, I need you to come down. And this is back in the day when I was nuts. Okay. I'm very calm, and I'm nice now. Dude, right? So he calls me up and says, I need you to come in here because there's some things that I, I, just, I just need it. You know, I don't care about the congregation. I need it. I need you to come in here on a Sunday night. You can do it. I can't. I've signed a contract. So I just want to bring you in one night. It'll upset some things, but I can deal with that later. So I went in for one night. Ten days later, we'd have services twice a day. The first night, the first night in this church, a denominational church, it's hilarious. The first night when, when, when uh, I was getting ready to give the altar call, I had prayed. God told me what to do. Okay, I'm going to do that. So I asked for everybody there who had never received Jesus to please raise their hand. About 60, 65 hands went up. I had them put their hands back down. I said, you need to hear me. And I'm talking to people who have never, ever received Jesus. Put your hand up. 65 hands go back up. Well, that was a problem for me because of what God had told me to do with with the people that had raised their hand. So I had them stand up and all come down, stand across front. Here's 65 people standing across front. And God had told me, I want you to just walk through there, lay hands on them, pray for them. Well, this is a denominational church that doesn't believe in what I'm about ready to do. I mean, they just don't, don't flow there. So I said, okay, th- I'm just going to obey God. Is that all right? And everybody's, oh, yeah, yeah that's great. And so, so uh, uh, that's just wonderful. They were really in agreement at first. Um, as I started walking down there, people started falling over. They don't believe in that. Okay, and we got a problem. The pastor's sitting over there. kind of laughing. There, there's people now. No one's left the building, but they have all gone to the outer walls. <laughs> I swear to God, not making this up. They're up against the walls. Now I'm walking down, and I can't even get to people. They're just falling over, and, and they don't have catchers because they don't believe in falling down. People are just bouncing off the floor. and you know, uh, Pretty soon, I, I'm just praying, and pretty soon they come to me, and the pastor taps on my shoulder, and he says, I, I need you to come over here and pray for this lady. And I said, well, you know why? And he said, well, you, you better just come. He said, this guy came and told me uh, that uh, he went to say something to her, and she growled at him. And I'm like, well, you pray for her. <laughs> Well, she, she growled at me. And he said, you know, remember, I'm under contract. I can't do anything here. You, you got to do this. This is the first night. This is a place where nobody believed in that stuff. It was crazy. And, you know, by the end of that thing, we'd seen drug dealers come out of the woods, get born again, bring, bring their product in and give it an offering. It was nuts. It, 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 and all kinds of crazy stuff just just taking place. And, and, and you know, I, I, I've had people say, I, I wish we'd have meetings like that. Really? You'd have to go to them. You'd have to show up and usher. You'd have to, you know, you'd have to participate. Can't have can't have revival. You won't even participate. I want revival. No, you don't. You know, we we, got to have a paradigm shift. We got to get positioned to participate. Oh, I wish God would heal my marriage. Really? Would you participate in the healing of your marriage? Would you just be nice to your spouse? They don't deserve it. So in other words, you would not participate. In the healing of your marriage. (laughs) You're going, man, it was a snowy day and I didn't even have to come here. (laughs) You need to understand, having peace to rest, that ain't easy. Having sense to listen, man, that's not simple. Having the courage to obey, that's not for the weak at heart. But if you have those characteristics, you, you're, you're going to make room for Christmas. You want the breakthrough? You want, you, you want miracle-working power? You can position yourself. It really isn't impossible. It's just not easy. What God wants to do in us as a, as a congregation, you know what? If we'll participate, it'll blow your mind what God will do. In your life, just as a believer, if you'll just get in agreement with God and do what he's asking you to do it'll be crazy but it won't be easy for the next couple of weeks as we talk about making room for christmas what we really want you to know is that miracles are ready if you are willing to participate want to set your school on fire for god oh you'll have to open up your heart and get willing to participate with god want to want to change your house want to change your family well you'll have to be willing to participate you'll have to have some characteristics that are always connected to that end result you'll have to decide to calm down and rest just take it easy why because you're not going to hear god correctly until you do what did you dream last night what was your dream last night you know I performed an experiment this week and went around asking people. Everybody I asked said, I didn't dream last night. And, you know, the fact is is that they tell us that you dream every night. All of us do. Have you ever gotten up in the morning and you knew you had dreamed, but you just couldn't remember what it was? What would have happened if Joe got up the next morning and said, I had a crazy dream last night. (laughs) I can't remember what it was. You got to calm down you got to get that peace that passes your understanding because you know you're positioning yourself to hear see it's peace with a purpose it's not peace see what we want we want peace for relief i just want to calm down i just want a vacation I just want the stress to be gone. Sounds like dead. Because life is full of stuff. But peace with a purpose. See, I'm going to calm it down. Why? So I can go hear God. Knowing that he may not agree with the decision that I've already made. If I can get peace on purpose, with a purpose, I can hear God give direction. Then I can get up and know what to do. And I will have made room for the birth of a future. Something that I thought was over might not quite be finished just yet. Amen? Make room for Christmas. Make room for the birthing of a future. Make room for for the miraculous to operate in your life. Do not think that if you continue to do what you've been doing that you're going to get a different result. It ain't going to happen. Make room for Christmas. Look at somebody, tell them, make room. Will you close your Bible, bow your head, and let me pray for you? Just before we go,